coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. I see two, like two ways, right? So num- number one, a lot of people take hobbies and passions and just because they love it, they think that it's going to turn into a business and then somebody else is going to love it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to go through that process uh, of saying, hey, is uh, somebody actually, does they, do they need this? Uh, and, and can I exchange value for it more than what it costs me to do it? Yeah. Uh, and then from there, you get to a point where uh, does this product offer like these, these uh, pillars of, of, uh, that I'm promising regardless of it might not be 100% finished, right? So for example, my pillars, uh, when, I, when I got into this business was I'm going to create a product that, that has the best quality print because it gives customers leverage to charge more, mm-hmm. uh, low maintenance, uh, and the lowest cost of operation, right? By uh, transforming how this whole ink uh, game was done uh, in the past, right? So I chose those three pillars. Uh, and then as soon as I got a great print at a low price uh, and the machine kept running enough for people to get, make money, mm-hmm. uh, then that's when I'm like, all right, I need to find somebody that will buy it uh, and then they will have success, right? So. That's kind of the, the main factor. Can it do the minimum that somebody would need to make money? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can build from there. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. My name is Victor Pena and I empower business owners globally to thrive and win with print on demand and e-commerce. And what that means is look at big brands that that create t-shirts and they create clothing brands all the way down to, you know, Mama 2 running an Etsy store out of her house, uh, printing its wine o'clock shirts Mm -hmm. and killing. So that inspires me to keep growing. Uh, And the vision is to be a billion dollar organization with 3,000 team members helping millions of creators out there. So uh, looking forward to bringing some value today. I'm I'm part of a big family. So it's, uh, you know, six kids, Mm -hmm. uh, two adults. So my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So, uh, you know, whenever you come home from school, you you got to eat. Uh, You got to eat at the same time. Uh, so you just, you know, sit around the table and that's kind of how the, the, the childhood was when it came to dinner time. So, you know, sometimes it was chill, sometimes it was chaos, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, that that's, that's how it is, uh, you know, with like a immigrant family coming from Mexico and then just, yeah. just, uh, you know, having some of that, uh, family dinner time stuff set up from before with the, with the culture, that's kind of how, uh, it was. Yeah, very cool. And were you born here or did you immigrate as well? Or Yeah, I immigrated as well. I came, um, see, around uh, six or seven. Okay. Yep. Six or seven years old, you know, no English. 
just a new country. Yeah, yeah. What, what, take yourself back to that. What was that like, you know, coming in where, you know, you didn't, you didn't know anywhere and you didn't know any English, you know, you're leaving people you knew behind. What, what was that like, you know, going through that at such a young age? Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually a big, big uh, source of like what you really think about right now is hard work mm-hmm. uh, versus what's real hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is for, for a kid uh, at those times, uh, we're looking at what? That was 80, like 87, right? Okay. I'm born in 1980, uh, 87-ish is when 86, 87, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's brutal. Why? Because you don't speak the language. Um, you're in a, uh, you know, immediately in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you gotta, you gotta make it happen. Yeah. Bottom line, you gotta make it happen at that age. Uh, and then there, there is no information or guidebook for those parents back in the day. So, you know, they, they just, uh, you know, did whatever they could, uh, to, uh, you know, make it happen and keep food on the table. Yeah. Uh, so and for exactly for that, that many kids. Right. So, uh, and from, from there, it's like, you got to figure, you got to figure out, all right, I got to make some new friends. Uh, I got to learn this language. Yeah. Uh, and then just, just do it as fast as possible. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And obviously that, that probably gave you a, a, you know, very, very strong foundation that, you know, you've drawn on over the years, you know, in your entrepreneurial um, journey, would you say that that, that, you know, impacted your, your approach to life and what you were going to do with your life and whatnot, you know, sort of seeing. I mean, that's a great question. So I, I think that a lot of that stuff is formed around those ages right mm-hmm. uh, so so uh, just to give you an example what what lately i've been doing speaking gigs and been on, on, a, on a whole bunch of shows and the idea is uh you know uh, to, uh like like they're like hey you better pull some stories of your past and i'm like well i don't remember anything right so then you got to be intentional starting to remember uh, but you know one of one of the stories um and I, I, I'll, I'll preface it with this is that like you, you don't know what's good when you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and especially if you don't have that, you don't have some sort of way to uh, relate it to something else. Right. So uh, I, I had been in the States for a few months uh, and there was a, a speech contest. Um, and the idea was uh, like it first started in the school. Uh, it was about like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I remember, uh, that, uh, you know, literally, uh, I was, I was fluent in two months. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I thought that that's just, Hey, that's what you got to do. Right. Uh, and I ended up taking first place at the school for the speech. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's because I said I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there was some good marketing in the speech, uh, <laughs> but, but, but then, uh, uh, what happened later is you go, you, we went to like the orange County finals, uh, and then I took first place there. Uh, and then next was, was, uh, the state finals. It was in LA, right. It was like, it's some, uh, dumpy Radisson. And I thought it was like, wow, look at this spectacular place. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Never been there. 
Uh, and I, I ended up taking uh, second place there. Uh, and what I remember was like, like, damn, like this kid, he was great. He had all this presentation thing. He like moved his hands and all that. Uh, the kid did great. And I thought, hey, uh, damn, I sucked. I sucked <laughs> time. This is like, uh, I had no idea of like first place, second place, third place, whatever. I had no idea that uh, to relate to, hey, I just got here a few months back. Yeah. Uh, and so you think like, damn, I, I really failed at that mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you go back with your tail between your legs. Uh, and then my folks tried, but then that, that like thinking back, I'm like, damn, that was, that, that was actually not that bad of a failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it teaches you that, that feeling that you get in your gut of, of failing. So mm -hmm. right now, uh, I don't see that much in a lot of like uh, kids, you know, everybody tries to protect them. Uh, a lot of people haven't failed yet. I see that with like uh, new younger employees. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've had that participation trophies. Exactly. They, never, they never got picked up uh, last at the dodgeball, um, uh, you know, and, and so... I recall that kind of stuff. And you're like, hey, you know what? Those lessons teach you to be like, hey, you know what? I don't like it. Uh, and I'm going to do something different on the next one. So I don't feel that way, right? So that's the kind of a story I just remembered recently uh, because, you know, my folks brought it up because they found the first place award. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, McDonald's is the one who paid for all these. Uh, they, they ran the gig, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and insult to injury, um, you know, the, the I went up on stage after losing, uh, so Ronald McDonald could do this his trick <laughs> and pull out my underwear, you know, on the <laughs> uh, and all that stuff. But, yeah, they would yeah, never that, do that. They would never do that today. No <laughs> that, way, dude. No that, way. That kid would be, uh, you know, he'd be shamed for life, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that's funny. That is funny. Um, so, yeah, it was like the remember that time uh, yeah. oh yeah yeah i remember <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah the, those, those are one of the early on stories you know yeah no i love it i love it yeah and, and again so so we've obviously interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs and every single one of them you know basically focuses it focuses in on their their failures and what they've learned on from all those failures and again the problem is is you know the the, the people growing up today you know, they've got an excuse for every time when they could be put in those positions to be able to fail, you know, right? I mean, there's, you know, I'm being shamed or I'm being, you know, you're, 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 I forget some of the terms that they use, but you know, you're picking on me. It's just, you know, you got to go through those, you got to go through those pain points to be able to learn about yourself and how to, how to handle it the next time that, you know, that comes up, you know, so. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. What got you into this, this business in the first place? How did you, how did you find this market or did you have a need yourself that you, that you started or? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I, my schooling is engineering uh, for, for uh, electronics and, and uh, computers. Right. So I was involved in tech. Uh, you know, if you go to a hotel and you use the printers downstairs uh, and you pay an arm and a leg for mm -hmm. uh, a copy or a print uh, or in the room for your internet. Uh, 
you're welcome for that technology <laughs> part of the development that was involved with uh like way back when there was uh, the transition from dial-up to high speed yeah um and that's kind of how i got uh, into like the printer side because we had to integrate into the print engines to uh pull out the copies or or uh charge per page and charge per per minute and all that stuff right mm -hmm. so um you know it, it was never something that i thought of right because uh, back then tech was crazy and it's different a lot of stuff changing uh it's literally like where uh uh you know where blockchain is now is where yeah. web and tech was that then right um but what i really liked about this space um uh, is that it's super hard to disrupt uh, but there is, there's a lot of uh, uh, enhancements. There's a lot of technology that you can build into the printing industry that mm -hmm. wasn't there and still uh, stuff that's not there, right? So that intrigued me. Uh, and I really love the, the part that every equipment that you sell, you know, comes with inks and it comes with service. It comes with supplies uh, because there's a long tail of that for your business. And you don't have to like be selling every single yeah. day uh, just to just to make the nut. So there's a recurring aspect of it that I really loved about it. So um, that's kind of why I I started in, in the venture. Yeah, yeah. When, and when did you when did you start it? How long ago was that? Uh, I think we, we incorporated in 2008. Uh, I think started uh, like. It's blurry now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always say like we've been in business 17, 18, 19 years, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I think 2005 um, is, uh, you know, when, when it got more serious. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing. It, you know, thinking back, like 2005 doesn't seem like that long ago. 2008 doesn't seem that long ago. And right. yep. it was, it was uh, quite, quite a while ago. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> so, so what, what types of challenges did you run into when you were, you know, when you were starting the company? Yeah. I mean, in summary, all of them, right? Yeah. Every, yeah. Every single challenge that you can come up with, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've ran into it. Right. So that's why like the reality is, uh, you know, I, I have the, the unique perspective of being the first employee mm -hmm. uh, and running every single department, failing at the learning, uh, and then still pushing forward, right? So at the beginning, uh, you know, I, I always say I'm a recovering engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, so you try to build the best product, right? And you focus right. on, oh, yeah, my, my product works the best. It, it's the best quality, blah, blah. Uh, but the reality is uh, better known beats best. So if you could focus on what marketing campaigns, uh, how you get people to know you, mm -hmm. uh, then that's, that's number one. So th those are some of the initial challenges. Uh, like after actually getting the equipment built, uh, you know, being able to market it, you know, uh, that was, that was a, a big challenge for me at the beginning. Uh, getting it built is another one. Um, I had a, I had to convince a manufacturer. I went to Korea, uh, I, you know, early twenties, uh, and, and I'm, and I'm thinking, Hey, uh, uh I, I had to pitch them on, like, I'm going to be your biggest customer ever. All I need you to do is build this equipment for me for free. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's just say that, that, that didn't go, uh, so <laughs> I was, well. I was going to ask how that went. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know it, it turns out at, at the end of the day i figured out a way to have them uh you know they had some engines they had some stuff so uh i was able to uh kind of repurpose that stuff that they already had and build our own product uh mm-hmm. and it started from there you know it started slow uh and then slowly we became the only product that they make uh so uh right now they they still wow. make about uh, half of our volume and then we manufacture the other half here incredible incredible so and and when when you were going through you know, negotiating with them. What was, what was that turning point? I, I, you know, did they, you you said that they had some engines and everything at at what point did they, you know, come on and really start supporting you? Was it when you, obviously you started bringing in, bringing in orders, but you know, I I guess I'm just trying to figure out what that dynamic was, you know, between that, that um, we'll, we'll call it a, you know, fostering relationship, you know, where, you know, you kind of came in and said, you know, I'm going to be your biggest supplier. And then, you you ended up becoming that you know what what was what was that transition like you know going through that going through that process yeah that's a great point so right now like we're well, you know i'm a part owner of the factory now over there um and and uh the transition was slow right they had big big uh distributors that they were buying like their their technology and containers you mm-hmm. know uh and i think like i ordered one you know uh, right like uh six months you know and then maybe another one in the next six months right uh so i looked at man these guys uh you know they're they're over here shipping containers a month uh that's huge yeah right? so uh but you know slowly it turned into five you know and then turned into ten and then it turned into you know, half a container, you know, then, and then a full one. Right. And then at a certain point, the, their capacity, they had to make a decision on the capacity because they couldn't, they couldn't uh, build uh, for both. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just so turns out um, the, the other distributors, uh, you know, they had a falling out and the company went under. Ah. So, so, uh, we ended up being like their biggest, uh, customer and I, I leaned into that. So, you know, from, from there, you know, ne- negotiating exclusivity and a whole bunch of other stuff yeah. on the technology. So it was, it was a slow burn. You know, if you look at, uh, you know, maybe sometimes you think, Hey, uh, it's been 18 years. Right. Uh, but each of those years felt long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot that went down you know how, how long would you say that it was from that initial you know that initial uh meeting with them to when you were um we'll say when you were being taken seriously you started you know creating those those higher volumes because again getting back to what we were what we talked about in the beginning you know i think so many people expect things to be done like we're in a you know we're in an immediate satisfaction economy and everybody thinks that yeah, I'm going to do this and tomorrow I'm going to have my results. What, what kind of time frame are you looking at there from, again, that initial meeting to where, when you were finally, you know, one of the players that, you know, that they stood yeah. up and recognized when you, when you called. Dude, it's, it's so powerful what you're saying, because uh, I see it all the time. A lot of entrepreneurs, they start, and if they're not like driving a Rolls Royce in two months, um, right, right. They're, they're done. Right. But you like, like big businesses 
long-term businesses, traditional uh, businesses where you're bringing value to a lot of people, they, they don't come like overnight. Mm-hmm. No way. So I think, uh, uh, I think 2013, 2014 uh, mm-hmm. is when I actually had to, the, the, the reason I remember is because, uh, you know, I, I, I finally had taxes due. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, that means that every, every, every year you're barely making it, uh, or, um, you're like the non-paid employee of the group. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that, and that's, that's how it starts. Right. So you got to push through all that. Hey, it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've connected with hundreds of extremely successful entrepreneurs. We've interviewed multimillionaires, a few billionaires, top marketers, technologists, brokers, and so, so many more. Many of our guests have even landed on the Fortune 5000 or even the 500 list on at least one occasion. These people are doers, and these are the type of leaders that you want to be connected with and learn from. This whole thing started because I know that the fastest way to success was following others who have done what I'm looking to do first. We created Pass the Secret Sauce so that we could get our own business questions answered and that we could get access to the best minds in business. You see, entrepreneurs are my people, and I truly enjoy connecting with and learning from other successful business owners, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling this 99 Entrepreneur Strong, and it's a community of like-minded business owners just like you who want to learn from and connect with other business owners to create generational wealth together. 99 Entrepreneur Strong is a community of individuals just like you who want to strengthen their business, learn what techniques are generating revenue for other business owners, and perhaps even collaborating on future projects and products. The goal is to get your business growing so that you can begin creating generational wealth. As you probably know by now, we invest in large multifamily opportunities, and we want to help our network of entrepreneurs be able to do the same. Some of my best friends are business owners, and it's so much fun being able to create opportunities and grow together. With 99 Entrepreneurs Strong, you'll be able to network with people from all sections of industry, from investors looking to deploy capital to new opportunities, project managers looking for investors, marketing experts, contractors, mindset gurus, manufacturers, and so, so much more. I've been at this entrepreneur role for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one business work. And the 99 Entrepreneur Strong Community is my attempt to shorten your learning curve to get you plugged in to leading experts that you need fast. All this so that you can generate the capital to invest in other passive income opportunities, such as multifamily. Unlike other groups, 99 Entrepreneur Strong is a private organization that you have to apply for. Once you're approved in the group, we will match you with other entrepreneurs who we feel you will connect with. We hold monthly mastermind sessions where members will present their business story what they need, and what they may be struggling with. And the group will offer suggestions, resources, or solve the business problems together. We also will hold other framework sessions throughout the month where other 99 Entrepreneur Strong members will present what they are currently doing in their own companies. Every session will be recorded and added to the library so you will have access to these resources whenever you need them. 
When you grow your business with scale, you can also impact other areas that are important to you. With the 99 Entrepreneur Strong Project, combined with our portfolio of multifamily assets and network of other entrepreneurs, our personal impact project is to eradicate the euthanasia of dogs. It's a lofty goal, but I know we can have huge impacts when we join together. So by applying to be a member of 99 Entrepreneur Strong, you'll learn how to make your business grow with tactical advice. You'll network and personally partner with other extremely successful individuals. You'll learn about other generational wealth building opportunities. And perhaps the biggest impact is that you'll help eradicate dog euthanasia. With that, I look forward to meeting you, learning from you, and helping you grow. To learn more, go to 99entrepreneurstrong.com push through through tons of the learning, tons of the failure, uh, and then get to the point where uh, you're, you actually have a repeatable system for sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you uh, like can convince others to come and join the mission with you, you know? Yep. yep. So yeah, it, it was a while. Yeah. Eight, nine, long. eight, nine years. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so uh, when, yeah. when I mentor people, I always say, Hey, look, be ready for 10 years. Yeah. Yep. And, and now that you've, you've, you've established this business, um, you know, what types of results have you gotten, you know, not only in this business, but, you know, we, we talked before about some of the other things that, you know, you're into now as well. What, what types of results are you able to, to enjoy and, um, you know, quite honestly brag about now, right? I mean, I know a lot of people hate talking about themselves, but I mean, you know, you've done it, you've achieved it. So, so what are some of those results? Yeah. So, so, um, one thing that, that uh, I'm super passionate about is real estate. So mm-hmm. uh, what, what I do is, you know, I, I focus on like growing and building my business uh, and saving up. And then every time I go broke and I invest it all into a new uh, multifamily apartment deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what that does is it creates, uh, you know, something else that you could focus on, but also you're you're actually getting really diligent when it comes to being an investor uh, and and running uh, a business like an investor versus a an operator, right? So uh, I do I do a lot of that, uh, you know, and and uh, and and it comes from me wanting to do it from a long time ago, you know. Uh, going back a little bit, you know, most Mexicans when we come over, we do construction. Uh, growing up right so uh what do you do you go and you build stuff uh you do remodels you do new construction you know i did that all through high school paid for my college like that uh and i would see like you know i would work in a lot of flips i would work in a lot of investment properties and i was like you know maybe doing their electrical or plumbing and i would see the investor roll up normally it's like i I have this vision of this uh one time this guy uh black range rover he comes out you know looking all sharp uh hot wife and he's he's showing her the place you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah i'm about to flip this thing or i'm about to make a a cool hundred grand or 200 grand whatever right and that stuck with me i'm like dude i want to be that guy yeah Uh, and then uh like what 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 you think is what you become yeah that's what i get from one of my mentors is reality because I'm thinking I want to be that guy once where I'm rolling in uh, and I'm looking at my deal uh, and I'm, I'm like, Hey, we're 
fixing this, we're fixing that. Uh, and you know, our 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 goal is to you know be at a thousand units uh, on multifamily, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we're, we're you know we'll get there. You know, yeah. my initial goal was just start. You yep. know, so, uh, yeah, that that I'm super passionate about that. Uh, also, what I'm able to do is uh, mentor others. Uh, we do a lot of free education. We do a lot of free stuff uh, for our customers that are starting their entrepreneur journey. Mm -hmm. The reality is I'm just talking about stuff that I wish I'd known back then. Yeah. Like my, my startup self, uh, you know, two, three years into it, my scaling self, like what, what, like what did I learn? What did I fail through? And then mm -hmm. I pour that back into people uh, with, with educating. So these are the, the, the passions that fire me up now. Yeah, what, talk a little bit about you know the the you know the startup mentality versus the scaling mentality. Um, you know, what are some of those things that that you should expect at that initial stage? Uh, you know that that will you know help foster you and bolster you for you know that that next growth spurt. Does that does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, definitely. So at the beginning, it's a different stage, right? So you want to look at uh, like. At the beginning, you want to, uh, you know, the technical term is like, do you have a product market fit, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, like, does anyone even want to buy the stuff in your brain that you think is going to be a huge business, right? Mm -hmm. Number one. So you got to, you got to nail that down. And while you're doing that, you got to be frugal, right? Mm -hmm. You got to be like, uh, you know, thinking about how can I answer this question as fast as possible? Does anybody want what I'm selling? Yeah. Right. Uh, and a lot of things that people focus on is like, dude, uh, I, I normally stop it right away when somebody's like, oh, you know, I'm starting this business. Uh, you know, I really, uh, you know, uh, working with my developers to get the site uh, colors and I'm working on this logo and this branding. I'm looking, I'm working on these things and looking for office space and choosing the carpet and all that. And, and I'm like, dude, like that, that has nothing to do with yeah. even building a business. Right. Uh, first thing you got to do is, can you get one? Can you sell it? And then can you get that person that you sold it to tell someone else uh, so that they can buy it from you? And then can mm -hmm. you eat that? Uh, and you might be the sales rep, you might be tech support, you're going to be warehouse, you're going to be accounting, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're going to be uh, the janitor, uh, you're going to do that frugally, right? If you don't, then you you're like, you're going to bust, right? Yeah. You're going to bust. Uh, so, so that's advice I have, like, you know, I, I, I focused a lot of, on that stuff uh, back in the day, right? Uh, the wrong stuff. So I, I know what not to focus on when, mm -hmm. I join a venture or, or I start something new. Uh, but that's a big advice that anybody could take when building something. Yeah. And, and obviously, so, so there's different levels to that, right? So, um, you know, there's the minimum viable product as well, yeah. right? So that's, yep. there, there's, you know, that, that type of terminology. How do you, how do you personally go about determining whether or not you have the, the MVP, the minimum viable product, um, you know, so that you know that, okay, now, now we have this, we can, you know, sort of move to the next stage, right? Like, you know, you, you, you mentioned, you want to make sure that you can have somebody buy it and they'll tell somebody else about it. 
you know, but you don't want to, you, you don't want to over engineer that over invest into whatever that thing is. So how no. do you go about, you know, drawing that line saying, okay, we're going to go forward with, with this now and, and, you know, see how that works. Yeah. So I, I see two, like two ways, right? So num- number one, a lot of people take hobbies and passions and just because they love it, they think that it's going to turn into a business and then somebody else is going to love it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to go through that process uh, of saying, Hey, is uh, somebody actually, does they, do they need this? Uh, and, and can I exchange value for it more than what it costs me to do it? Yeah. Uh, and then from there, you get to a point where uh, does this product offer like these, these uh, pillars of, of, uh, that I'm promising, regardless of it might not be 100% finished, right? So for example, my pillars, uh, when, I, when I got into this business was, I'm going to create a product that, that has the best quality print because it gives customers leverage to charge more, mm-hmm. uh, low maintenance, uh, and the lowest cost of operation, right? By uh, transforming how this whole ink uh, game was done uh, in the past, right? So I chose those three pillars. Uh, and then as soon as I got a great print at a low price uh, and the machine kept running enough for people to get, make money, mm-hmm. uh, then that's when I'm like, all right, I need to find somebody that will buy it uh, and then they will have success, right? So. That's kind of the, the main factor. Can it do the minimum that somebody would need to make money? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can build from there. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and, and getting to the next stage, that scaling stage, uh, you know, how, how, how do you go about um, you know, determining how much you can scale at any one time, right? Like you might in your case, you know, you might have all of these orders, but you might not be able to finance, you know, the, you know, the product or, you know, there, there's, there's, there could be, you know, hurdles like that. How do you, how do you control that scale and scale correctly uh, and not try to scale too quickly where, you know, you, you sort of get ahead of the market or ahead of the product, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, it's stuff that I educate myself on that I have mentors uh, that helped me push through this part, right? So for example, at the beginning, uh, your phase is like, uh, it's about the what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, you have more break points that come based on the revenue that your company's making, right? So uh, at some point, three to 5 million in revenue, it's, it's all about who you do it with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you're you know, 10 million plus, it's about how you do it right? Uh, do you have the, the systems and the processes that can deliver the same quality um, at a high volume than you could if you did it on your own, right? So um, like no, recognizing that every single business, regardless of what you do, has these same break, uh, break points, then you could start thinking about it in advance. Uh, I could tell you because I didn't, right? Uh, I'm like, learn everything myself, push through, uh, and, and uh, you don't know what you don't know. And that's the, that's the, uh, the most dangerous part, right? Uh, so anybody that's starting, you want to you wanna, uh, keep that in mind as you build ahead so that you can say, hey, you know what? This, this big brick wall's coming. Uh, I know it's coming. 
So I'm going to prepare. I'm going to make sure my seatbelt's on. Uh, and then I could go around the brick wall and I find another path, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, whereas if you don't know, you're just going to straight run into it. Uh, and you're like, dude, I've run through walls before. I'm going to push through this one, right? But yeah. there was an easier way Yep. Uh, if you're more educated about it. So scaling means uh, like making sure that your team and your company and your product and your systems uh, are ready to take on more customers. Mm -hmm. And I like that you mentioned, you know, that you, you seek mentors and, and, um, you know, advice, advice of other people that have been, you know, through that before. And I, I feel like there, there's sometimes time, there's sometimes people that come into your life in that capacity and, you know, you'll outgrow them, right. You know, that their, their advice was valuable at one point. But, you know, you're now in this other stage of, of your growth. And have you ever been in a situation where you've had to, you know, distance yourself from a mentor? Because, again, their advice, their, their uh, you know, thoughts may not necessarily have been right for the position or the stage of growth that you're in. Yeah. So uh, amazing questions. So number one, um, like I, I've distanced myself from people, right? That don't have the yeah. thing. Um, that's for sure, but not mentors. So mentors, um, you know, I, I, my mentors I look for are like big in the mindset, big in the game. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the, uh, the, the, the small fish in the gargantuan yeah. pond in the, in those. Right. So, it's hard, you know, my real estate mentor is uh, Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. uh, you know, built a, you know, a good relationship with him over the past uh, few years. Mm -hmm. Business, uh, you know, Brandon Dawson, uh, you know, these guys are, are beasts, mm -hmm. right? To, to surpass them, to surpass their think, uh, and actually their do is, is almost impossible because they're fired up every single day, every single month to mm -hmm. grow. They're not stagnant. They're not retired. They're not just chilling. Like every day they're doing something new. So it makes it harder, uh, but also more inspiring to be like, okay, boom. Like that, that's what, if I'm tired, I, I look at these guys uh, yeah. and they've been on a 20 day event run, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I'm not tired. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, so, and, and so find mentors that have big think Yep. So that you don't have to surpass them, uh, I guess, would be the biggest, the biggest takeaway there. And, and you brought up a, an amazing, amazing point there that I learned early on as well. I, I was following the advice of, you know, it was actually a family member and, and I started buying houses when I was very, very young. And, um, you know, I, I, I looked up to them and thought that they were, you know, they had everything put together and it wasn't until, um, later on in life, I realized that they basically were, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, right? Or, or, you know, they were, they were trying to, you know, scrounge money as much as they could. And, and, you know, but they, yet they were presenting themselves as being very, very successful. So, you know, picking out and choosing the, the mentors that you follow, you want to make sure that they have what it is that you want. Um, and they're living the life that you want, because you're going to get the same results that they, you know, that they have realized, um, you know, so, so looking up to the people that, you know, you're, you're constantly striving to keep up with, 
um, you know, that's, that's, that's incredible. So, so, you know, choosing, choosing those people and making sure that they, they have what you want is, is, uh, you know, the defining factor there, I think, for defining who you should be following. Yeah, big time. You know, I, I'm very protective of my mindset, mm -hmm. right? So I can't be around people that, you know, fake the funk. Yeah. Uh, can't be around people that have low, low uh, aspirations, low mindset, negativity. I, I, I just don't do it. Yeah. Yep. Um, because I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm protecting myself and being in a different level. Doesn't mean like you don't, you know, a lot of it's family, friends, uh, acquaintances, that kind of stuff. Doesn't mean you don't love them, but it yep. means that you know you, you, you take small doses, and uh, when, when negativity comes, you're out. Yeah. You know? so, completely agree. Completely, <laughs> so, completely yeah. agree. Uh, and that, that's, that's something that I do. And, but at the same time, I do it where I'm like, Hey, take a look at this video, take a look at this book, take a look at that, uh, you know, helping them push out because a lot of them don't know they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just never wanted to be in that situation where, uh, I needed stuff. Uh, there was more month, uh, at the end of the money because that's how I grew up. Right. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. the reality is, uh, uh, you know, I, I always focused on being diligent of growth uh, and investing instead of overspending, because if you if you look at like being being better than the Joneses, uh, dude, the Joneses are in debt. The Joneses mm -hmm, uh, exactly 80s uh, are, are 90 days past due. Uh, you know, they haven't paid their mortgage in six months like that's the Joneses. Right. Yep. Uh, and I, I saw that, especially through 2008, 9, 10, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's when I put my foot on the gas and everybody was, uh, you know, focused on like, can they stay in their, in their luxury lifestyle? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so I, I look at it a different perspective, um, and because I want the first, so the first is now an exciting time. Because that's when a whole bunch of rents come in, and that's yeah. when we close yep. them up in the business, and it's all celebration. And I, and I wanted it designed that way because uh, you know, growing up, the first was scary, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, hey, everything was due at that time. Yeah. Uh, the bills are due, rents yep. due. We all got to pitch in. That was the first. Yeah, right? uh, that's I, that I, is I so. That is so interesting. I've never, I've never thought of that perspective before. But you're absolutely right. How that's, how that's shifted now. That's, yep. that's really interesting. Yeah. So I don't think anybody likes that stress of the first when you're on the wrong side of it. Yeah. Be, <laughs> be on the right side of the first. I love it. Yeah. Love exactly. It. <laughs> yep, yep. That's a good one. I love it. I love it. Um, what would you say are some of the common mistakes that that you see uh, people making as they're scaling their their company? Anything come to mind? Yeah, so uh, I, I think uh, not having the right people uh, on the right seats mm -hmm. you know, or not having a vision where you want to go, it's probably uh, bigger than that because uh, let's say you're just, you just say, hey, uh, our, uh, like, we just want to sell a whole bunch of stuff and mm -hmm. make a lot of money, right? Uh, that gets you through a few years, a few breakpoints because everybody's just trying to get out of uh, scarcity, right? Uh, but after that, like, what are you really getting up out of bed for? Uh, you got to be super clear about that. Mm -hmm. uh, what, like, what's that, what's that long game vision? Um, that's why I spent some time on doing that. Uh, I wish I would have done it before. 
but you know we did it a few years back and and it's been game changer so what what's the mission why why are we all here mm -hmm. uh where are we going that's the vision and then what are the six core values that we live by as a team uh every single day and all that stuff's on on the biggest walls here mm -hmm. uh, in our headquarters so that people don't forget so if you could do that earlier on i i get that would be like the top uh, advice because it's foundational Mm -hmm. to where you want to go it's foundationable or it's it's like the biggest uh inspiration when you're hiring people yeah Completely and letting agree. them know where when if they join you this is the mission they're getting on uh and it'll inspire people to do that so yep. uh if if you could do that while you're scaling then the logistics issues and the finance issues and the people issues all that stuff works itself out because you you're in a solid foundation yeah i couldn't agree more and, and so many people you know schleff off the the you know the going through and doing your core values and establishing like i mean i, I commented on that that was you know, one of the first things that you mentioned was you know where you want to take the company what the goal is you know we we have a bhag as well as and that's to change the world one community at a time one member at a time again referencing the the real estate side of things um you know so powerful when you know when you set that 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 goal that you're you know wrapping everything else around and you know striving to achieve that so you know couldn't couldn't agree more um victor this has been fantastic if if people want to learn more about you your products your services what would be the best way to, to reach out and get in touch yeah definitely so you know i'm active on all platforms so uh, you know the the business you can reach at omniprint international uh, everywhere uh, a lot of education on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe there. Uh, my personal Instagram, Victor underscore H underscore Pena. Uh, and there I post about everything, uh, you know, lifestyle, mindset, uh, real estate, business, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So uh, plug in and, you know, reach out if, if uh, you know, I could be a help uh, in any of those things. I love it. I love it. Love the energy. Love the everything that you've done. Love hearing the the uh, success that you've had and you know the the foundations that you established early on in your life and you know kind of use those as guiding guiding beacons to to get where you are today so um congrats for everything that you've done and uh look forward to to learning more from you love it thank you so much i appreciate you having me on and i told you the intention is to bring value right so i'm gonna uh, you know uh record and get you guys on uh, Instagram. Sounds good. So make sure that uh, you're there so that you can get the value. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, hopefully it brings a lot of value to, to the community out there. I, I know it will. I know it will. Thanks, Victor. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.